Learn about the recommended VM series for SQL Server on Azure Virtual Machines, this week on Data Exposed. Hi, I'm Anna Hoffman, and welcome to this episode of Data Exposed. Today, I'm joined by Pam Lahoud, a program manager on the Azure SQL team. Pam, thanks so much for joining us again today. Thanks for having me, Anna. Always excited to do Data Exposed. Always excited to have you on the show. And today we're going to be continuing our Azure SQL VM series. We're going to be talking about a certain VM size. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask Pam, you know, like, what are some considerations that go into selecting a VM size? Yeah, that's a great question, Anna. That's something that many, many of our customers struggle with because there are literally hundreds of different VM sizes that you can choose from. Um, so the best way to pick is to either use one of our tools like the, um, the data migration assistant or, or you know, one of our services, migration service. Um, that can kind of help do this work for you. But if you're doing this on your own, what you need to do is monitor your on-prem workload Look for things like how much memory is SQL using, how much I.O. is it generating, and there's perf counters you can use to get that. You can look at things like page life expectancy, target server memory, total server memory. Those will tell you how much memory SQL Server is actually using and how much it needs. Um, and then for I.O., you can look at things like disk reads per second, disk writes per second. That gives you IOPS. And then for throughput, you can look at disk read bytes per second and disk write bytes per second. So monitoring those counters allow you to see how much your SQL Server workload is consuming, and then you can take those specs and match them to the specs of the VMs. Um, so, so that's the best way to do it. Uh, but obviously, it's it's a bit of work up front. Yeah, it does seem like a bit of work. And you know, what if like I'm in this scenario where I either let's say I don't have that data, or it's a new workload. Or maybe I'm already running SQL Server in an Azure VM and kind of having some performance issues. Like, do you have any guidance, or maybe you have like a favorite or a go-to that you use as far as VM sizes? Wow, so amazing that you would ask me that question, Anna. <laughs> because what I would love to talk to you about is our favorite VM series. So um, over the past uh, year or so, we've been doing a lot of our own internal testing, and we've been looking at what customer workloads are generating. And we've arrived at our favorite VM series, which is the EDS v4 series. Um, and this series just seems to have everything in that sweet spot for most SQL Server workloads. And probably the easiest way to show you that is to kind of go to the documentation for the EDS v4 series and just kind of walk through the specs of this series and give you some insight into why we love it. So let cool. me show you the documentation. Okay, so this is just our regular um, uh, Azure documentation online available to everyone. And they outline many of the different VM sizes here. So this is EDV4 and EDSV4 series. So the EDSV4 series is the one that we love. And, um, you know, it's got, it's, you know, Intel, Xeon, Platinum, everything that you would expect in an in, in, in VM. Most of our VMs have, you know, great processor architectures and, and you know, memory and, 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 um, and IO throughput. But this one in particular has a couple of things. One is it's got the right 
core to memory ratio for most SQL Server workloads. So what we're finding is that one to eight is the sweet spot for SQL Server. Now, if you've got a data warehouse workload, you might need more memory. If you've got a, a very lightweight SQL Server, you might need less. But for the vast majority of SQL Server workloads, one to eight is the right core to memory ratio. So if you're not sure what you need, this is the place to start, one to eight. And the EDS v4 series has a one to eight memory to or a core to memory ratio across the board. All the sizes have that, so it's great. So anywhere you are within the CPU spectrum, you'll have the right core to memory ratio. So that's a great place to start. And then you can choose however much CPU power you need and you can move up and down as needed. Um, the other thing that's great is it's got really good IO throughput. So obviously, database workloads are reading and writing data. That's what they do. And so they have a much higher need for good IO throughput than many other workloads in Azure VM. So the great thing about this size is it's got really good IO throughput. Now, there's two different kinds of IO throughput, which if you've seen our past episodes on Data Exposed, you probably already know. There's local and remote. So remote throughput is the data disks that you attach to the VM. So for those, that's usually where you'll be putting your SQL Server data files and your transaction log files. So that's this uncached disk throughput. Uh, the first number is IOPS, IO operations per second. And the second number is megabytes per second. That's your throughput. So this is if you were monitoring, you know, this is the numbers that you'd be looking for in Perfmon from your on-prem workload. And you want to make sure that this is... Um, at or at those numbers or better, so higher. Um, and then, and so this gives you a large number of IOPS and a decent amount of throughput across all the different VMs, especially when you start getting up into these higher end. So that's for your remote throughput. The other reason why we love this series and the reason why it really stands out from other VM series that have a large amount of memory is this max cached and temp storage throughput. So this is your local throughput. So these VMs have this temp storage. That's your local driver, your D drive, where we recommend you put tempdb. So they've got a pretty decent sized local drive. And they also have this cache, which allows you to turn on read caching. And read caching can be a huge win for your data files. You can turn on read caching for free. And that uh, shifts some of the I.O. from the remote throughput into the local throughput because it goes into a local cache. And uh, that can improve your performance as far as latency goes. But what it also does is it preserves some of that remote bandwidth for things like the transaction log that, that can't leverage caching. And then if you put your tempdb on that local drive, again, that's only going to come out of this local throughput limit. That's not going to hit your remote throughput limit. So it's a really great way to get more performance without increasing your cost at all. So if you're comparing VMs and you're trying to figure out, okay, these have similar specs, they have the same CPU, they have kind of the same memory, but you're not sure which one to choose, I would definitely go for the EDS v4. So if you don't know where to start, this is the VM series to start with, because from, like I said, for most SQL Server workloads, this is gonna have everything you need. Awesome, no, this has been really helpful and it's nice to see kind of the threads that we've been talking about in other series or other episodes of this series around caching, around IO and throughput, um, kind of see them all kind of come together with this one series. Um, you know, Pam, this has been really useful for me, I think for our viewers as well. Do you have any final words of advice when it comes to selecting these series or choosing to go with the series or not the series? 
Yeah, sure. Um, I guess a couple of thoughts I would leave with is one, obviously the best thing for you to do is to understand your on-prem workload. So if you have the ability to do any kind of monitoring, please, by all means, do that. Um, choosing the EDS before blindly is fine if you don't have the numbers, but if you do have the numbers, you wanna verify that, that this is right. And the other thing is, you're never gonna match exactly what you have on-prem. So I would say, don't worry so much about, you know, oh, this has less memory than I have on-prem, or I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about the IO throughput, it's different than what I have on-prem. It's probably okay. Most times you're buying more hardware on-prem than you actually need. So when you come up into Azure and you're renting hardware, which where you're paying for it by the minute, um, you, you wanna get as close as you can to the edge. So, so you really wanna match what you have today, and then you can size up later. So I would say, don't worry too much about the numbers. Pick a VM that has good throughput, that has a good large local drive, lots of local throughput, um, and, and go for something that has that one to eight core to memory ratio. And that's gonna be a sweet spot for almost all your SQL Server workloads. Awesome, cool. That's a, a great piece of advice around monitoring and not trying to over-provision because you're gonna pay for that. Um, yep. Hey, Pam, thanks so much for coming on the show. This was really useful for our viewers. Thanks so much for joining us today. We put some links in the description for you to learn more about this EDS before series virtual machine. And we hope to see you next time on Data Exposed. Mm -hmm.